Welcome to the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast with Cruz. It's great to have you back for a new episode of the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. I'm your host, Cruz, and we'll talk about Martinsville, the race that just happened on Sunday. I'll get you an update on the Kulig Racing Final Appeal with NASCAR, the sport committing to net zero operating emissions, Wendy's is back, and more. Let's kick it off with the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. Time now for your Race Day Rewind. It was a huge win for Kyle Larson at a track that he never thought he would win at, and a big win for Hendrick Motorsports at a track that made them a dynasty, Martinsville. So overall, I thought the race was, it was okay. You know, the driver's complaining about how hard it was to pass all day. So once you get in the back, it was really hard to make up positions. And we got to see that all day long. Ryan Priest, who joins this episode of the podcast, had a really good run on Sunday. He started from the pole, led a bunch of laps, and even won a stage, but unfortunately was caught speeding on pit road late in the race and was unable to get back in the top five. He did finish, though, 15th, which is a pretty good run overall, you know. I know it's not the run they were wanting, but still very respectable. On lap 133, Harrison Burton got turned around first caution of the race. Now, he did have some help from Eric Jones, and the number 21 Ford was able to continue. Stage 2 was won by Kevin Harvick, who had a great run going for the most part all day. You know, he was running an ARCA throwback scheme. I didn't know that's what that was until... They mentioned it during the pre-race. That was, by the way, Kevin's first stage win since 2020. Hard to believe, right? With 99 laps to go, the caution came out when Anthony Alfredo's tire came off his number 78 Andy's Frozen Custard Chevy. I got a special place in my heart for Andy's Frozen Custard because they're based right here in Springfield. With 58 laps to go, J.J. Yelly hit the wall pretty hard. looked like it was a mechanical issue. The tires were locked up as he just went straight into the wall. That car was done for the day. Now, once Kyle Larson got around Joey Logano there in the final stage, he was gone, giving Hendrick Motorsports their 295th win and Larson's 21st for his career. That is tying him, him being Larson, 38th overall with NASCAR wins. The top five for Martinsville was Kyle Larson, Joey Logano, Martin Truex Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Chase Briscoe had a pretty good run. Chase Elliott did return to the track. He finished 10th after having surgery and being out, which is pretty impressive. Now, after the race, Chase was basically sitting by his car. It looked like he was exhausted, but he did say he didn't have any pain in his leg, which is a good thing. Here's what Kyle Larson had to say after his big win on Sunday. I think when you can accomplish something that you don't see possible, when you do accomplish it, it moves up the ladder pretty high. So this is an extremely special win for me. Um, I, I've worked very hard to get better here. I feel like every time there's a test available, I get put on that list to test here because I struggle and um, we want to get better. So I've got tons of laps around here and and not many top tens honestly probably more races where i've finished a lap down than on the lead lap so it's uh it's been difficult and then like i said when you can win at a place like this it it's it it is definitely up there you know i was teared up the whole last lap i heard cliff was teared up too so that that feels really really special because you know he uh he's so strong and like emotionally strong and um, to hear that, you know, it means 
means a lot. You know, this this win here today means a lot for everybody and, and to you know Hendrick Motorsports as well, you know, with everything that they've um, everything that this kind of racetrack and, and trip means to them. NASCAR News now. A good update on Chase Briscoe. If you remember at the beginning of the month, he was in a dirt late model wreck while qualifying, actually broke his left middle finger. Chase's wife sharing on Instagram and Twitter that Chase had successful surgery on the hand and he's expected to make a full recovery. Doesn't sound like he's going to miss any of the races during his recovery process. So that is some good news. And an update on that L2 penalty for Kulig Racing. So they submitted their final appeal, and the final appeals officer, the FAO, heard that and actually amended some of that penalty. Here is the final decision from this. So the FAO will continue the $100,000 fine and four-race suspension for Trent Owens, but there will not be a loss of points for the championship the team owner, or driver's points for Kulig Racing. But again, the decision for the final appeals officers is final and agreed to on both parties. And it was one of the most legendary finishes in NASCAR history between Ricky Craven and Kurt Busch. The two will be joining forces for the Goodyear 400 at Darlington Raceway for the race happening May 14th. They will be the honorary starters for that race Again, one of the closest finishes and craziest ones in NASCAR history. So look for those two on May 14th. And NASCAR is committing to net zero operating emissions by 2035. This was part of a big celebration with NASCAR and Earth Day, where they announced this big move that they will be, again, zero operating emissions by the year 2035. NASCAR also announcing the Impact, which is a new umbrella platform designed to align and advance the sports collective efforts around sustainability, community engagement, and other impact-driven social initiatives. I'm not going to lie, I'm pretty excited about this news. Wendy's announcing that they are partnering with Legacy Motorsports again to sponsor the number 42 Chevrolet Camaro driven by Noah Gregson. This is a great partnership. They did a really good job at Daytona promoting the brand, and it's great to see them on a car again this weekend at Talladega. So look for the number 42 Biggie Bag Wendy's Chevrolet on the track. This is your Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. Well, very excited to have the driver of the number 41 Haas Automation, Hunt Brothers Pizza, and United Reynolds Ford Mustang for Stuart Haas Racing join the podcast. Of course, that driver is Ryan Priest. Ryan, you guys had a really great running at Martinsville. You won the pole, led a bunch of laps, and even had a good stage win. That really had to build some momentum for your team, right? Yeah, so for us, we've definitely been building momentum and running up front here as of late, doing things that I felt like we've always been capable of. So, you know, it was really nice to lead 130 laps and win a stage and and do all those things and show speed that we really had. But um, certainly unfortunate that we got that speed and penalty and that hurt our day. You know, after the race at Martinsville, Ryan, I was reading on Twitter, a lot of the drivers and even fans talking about how hard it was to pass all day long. Is that true? Yeah, it was was really difficult to make any sort of maneuvers, which (laughs) made it that much harder, right? So, uh, like I said, if we didn't lose track position, and, and from what I saw, a lot of guys that kept that track position, they just really 
stayed up there the entire day. So, um, you know, I think that just kind of changes our mentality and how we think about when we go back. So you and some of your fellow Stuart Haas racing teammates led over 260 laps at Martinsville this weekend. How do you guys keep that momentum going into a race like Talladega where it's so unpredictable? You can only control the things that you can control, and there's so many unknowns when you go to Talladega when the big one's going to happen, if it's going to happen, where you need to be, put your car in the best position possible. So to be honest with you, <laughs> I know we're going to have a really fast Hunt Brothers Pizza Ford Mustang, but um, it's really just going to be about being aggressive and getting stage points. So what's the plan? You hanging out in the back or are you just running up front? I mean, you can't, to be honest with you, you really can't do that anymore because stage points mean so much that if you decide to ride around and the caution that usually comes out with about 15, 10, or 5 laps to go and you're caught up in it because now all of a sudden you're racing, you're in trouble. So you get no points. So I think, um, you know, we're going to have to race for it. Ryan, for those who might not know, you know, you started racing at a young age. What got you into racing in the first place? My father used to race himself in late models and street stocks around, you know, in Connecticut. So uh, it was just something that there was a quarter midget track five minutes away from where I lived. And one day he took me there and that's kind of how the whole thing started. And, you know, obviously I fell in love with racing that day and really happy that I've continued to, to do this. So who were some of your favorite drivers growing up as a kid? I'm all over the place. Uh, you know, from a cup series NASCAR level, I was a, Tony Stewart, Kevin Harvick fan, right? Those were Mark Martin, those those styled drivers. But from a local level or modified level, I was a Reggie Ruggiero or yeah. Ted Christopher or even with sprint cars, I was a Dave Steele fan. So it, it, they're certainly all over the place. So, I mean, that's got to be pretty cool for you, right, Ryan? I mean, you work for Tony Stewart. One of your teammates is Kevin Harvick. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, no, that's actually the, the part that, to me, every day is, is something really cool to, to be able to bounce off ideas or lean on somebody like Kevin, who's extremely detail-oriented, and I'm somebody that's not exactly detail-oriented, so he's certainly teaching me a new form of preparation. I think Kevin Harvick and Tony Stewart are your biggest fans, and, and that's pretty cool because, you know, there's a video that came out after you won the poll at Martinsville where I'm pretty sure Kevin Harvick was more excited about that than you were. I mean, he was losing his mind about it. So whenever he offers information or, or even, you know, just advice, I listen. You know, he's kind of... He's somebody that it's it's like my dad, right? I, I, I'm not saying that, like he's my dad, but I'm saying yeah. for... In my head, I don't want to let my dad down. I work really hard every day to be successful. And, you know, Kevin's certainly helped create opportunities with me or at this national level to succeed. So, obviously, when we got the poll and he came over, he grabbed me around, you know, behind the neck and kind of dragged me along. I joked about him. I was like, man, I didn't expect you to do that. So I kind of felt like a wimp for a second. I just let you pull me along like I was running me along. But... <laughs> It was really cool to see his level of excitement as high as mine. So, Ryan, obviously you're in the cup car this year, but what is the rest of your schedule looking like? Are you doing any modified racing throughout the year? Yeah, so right now I'm not I'm not planning on doing any modified racing. Um, you know, my focus is on the cup series. And the toughest part about not modified racing is that's something I would do with my father, him and I. We, uh, we both own our modified and when I got this Cup Series ride, I called him and I said, hey, you know, unfortunately, we aren't going to 
we aren't going to race together this year because there's other things I got to worry about. And, and that was probably the toughest part about doing it. So changing gears just a little bit on you here, Ryan, after the race at Martinsville, a lot of people were pushing for more horsepower for the cup cars. Is this something you're in favor of? I'm a favor of giving us 13, 1400 horsepower and the softest power you can possibly give us so we can abuse every bit of it, to be honest with you. But that's just me, and I don't pay the engine bills, and I don't certainly make the tires. So it's uh, at the end of the day, hopefully I've always been an advocate for more horsepower and, and uh, a tire that certainly you pay the price whenever you abuse it. So what's the biggest difference you've noticed between the older cup cars and this next-gen car? So for me, the transition to the next-gen car is, has been easier because it drives very similar to what I've always been used to having. You know, I kind of I kind of break it down where your typical asphalt late model drivers drive off the front of the car, where us and modified we drive off the right rear. So it certainly has helped with that feel that I look for whenever I'm driving. So Ryan, you've had some really good runs at Kansas in the Cup and the Truck Series. What are some of your favorite memories from that track as NASCAR returns to it on May 7th? Last year, I felt like we were really, really fast and had an opportunity to win it. We just ran out of time in the truck. So yeah, yeah finishing third in the Truck Series last year was certainly one that I wish we could go back and I could have stopped saving tires and just went for it but you know we have this year to to look forward to and hopefully we have a fast fast forward mustang well ryan we can't wait to see you in kansas speedway on may 7th the best of luck this weekend at talladega we'll sure be rooting for you Awesome. Thank you. Ryan Priest, the driver of the number 41 Haas Automation, United Reynolds, and Hunt Brothers Pizza, Ford Mustang for Stuart Haas Racing. Gentlemen, start your engine. The NASCAR Cup Series is back at Kansas Speedway. The Advent Health 400, Sunday, May 7th. 105 won the bull and swing ride golf. Want to send you there. Your chance to win tickets and a shot at pre-race passes are at thebull1051.com or simply text KANSAS to 417-863-1051 to get instantly qualified. Imagine you and a guest hanging out in the garage. Up close for the driver introductions. Cruise pit roads, sign the start-finish line, and more. Get tickets and more info at kansasspeedway.com. The Advent Health 400, Sunday, May 7th. This awesome giveaway is brought to you in part by Swing Ride Golf Driving Range Mini Golf and Simulator. Fun for the whole family and your NASCAR loving. The Ozarks Best Country Radio Station, 105.1 The Bull. Well, the Cup Series returns to Talladega Super Speedway this Sunday. The race kicks off at 3 p.m. Eastern on Fox. You can listen to it on MRN and Sirius XM. My top performers, Brad Keselowski, Denny Hamlin, and Joey Logano. Those three are going to be very dominant, I feel like, at the Super Speedway. My dark horse, Corey LaJoy. Now, be sure to check out the great race coming up May 7th at Kansas Speedway. Some great seats still available for that. Be sure to get yours and your pit passes at kansasspeedway.com. It's going to be a great race. Can't wait to see you there. Well, enjoy the race at Talladega. You know we're going to be talking about that and all of the action in the garage on the next episode of the Days of Thunder NASCAR podcast. Thanks for listening.
listening to Cruise on the Days of Thunder podcast. Find out more NASCAR info at thebull1051.com.